You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo on this weekend of February 25th, 26th, and 27th. This is Pastor Andy from St. John's Lutheran in Lakeville, Minnesota, and I'm so glad that we are together on this important weekend. We are coming together on a weekend in which uh, the fraughtness of life is so heavy. The gravity is so heavy in the world right now. We will talk about this today, of course. We especially ask for God's blessings to be not just with us, but particularly with people who are suffering and afraid in um, powerful ways right now, particularly through no fault of their own. We're going to get right straight to the gospel today so that we can reflect on it, how it applies and and lives in our lives, how Christ and his word and the Holy Spirit comes among us. We're in Luke chapter 9. This is Transfiguration Sunday this coming Wednesday at church and in Christian churches all over the world. We will celebrate or um, uh, honor Ash Wednesday and begin the season of Lent, a new journey for our hearts and our lives and our minds. So the Transfiguration comes before this and gets us right back down into the world where Ash Wednesday uh, confronts us with, with truth and honesty and in God's way. Luke 9, 28 to 36. Now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and went up the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, speaking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, he was saying this. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them. They were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent in those days and told no one any of the things they had seen. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Dear gracious God, our world may be on the brink of war. Some are caught in war's insidious grip already. We need you. This world and frightened human beings need you in this madness. We have come to this hour to pray for your help. Lord, have mercy on us and bring the strength of your presence to our world in need. 
We pray this today, as always, O Lord, in faith and hope and love for you. Amen. Well, dear friends, the old saying is, circumstances alter cases. This is a different sermon than I would have preached even four or five days ago. The largest geographic country in the world, Russia, has invaded Ukraine with no provocation or justification. This circumstance has altered our case today on this beginning day of the weekend of Transfiguration Sunday. Sunday will be three days before Lent, in which we confront our slavery to the sin and evil that is in us and in this life and wants to rule our lives. This same sin, which we each will be called to do battle with again this coming Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, is that which also entices human leaders to create empires that can crush people and that do as they please. Jesus took three of his disciples to the mountaintop outside Jerusalem. The incredible experience up there of those disciples sensing and pro, uh, the profound holiness and beauty and truth of Jesus as the Messiah brought them into a soul-centered, life-transforming warmth with God that they did not want to end, of course. This experience confirming our own desires for the same warmth with God has stuck with us also. We are well aware of times when each of us, or perhaps friends in faith, have had life-transforming mountaintop experiences as well. And they've come back from those beautiful, sometimes even inexplicable times, as changed and deeper people. Christ has become much more relevant and important to them. This is real. In fact, Studies over the last several decades have talked about three particular faith experiences that are common to most people who are active in their faith then in, into adulthood. One is Bible camp. Why do you suppose we actively help get our kids to Bible camp and celebrate what we're going to be celebrating at St. John's this coming Sunday, Camp Sunday? Hmm? Because that mountaintop experience ushers them into knowing the warmth of God's loving presence like they have never known it before. Another experience is that, most, that most people have had is that they've also had some other kind of faith-related mountaintop experience in their childhood. Say, a national youth gathering trip or a youth works type servant trip in which faith has become active in love for them and God has been felt as present and more real. Well, why do you think we actively help these kinds of experiences come about for our kids, huh? The third tangible faith 
in Life Transformer for young people is that when they are at church, adults pay attention to them and invest in them. Specifically, that children have a sincere connection with at least one adult in the congregation other than the pastor or youth director. In other words, when kids see adults living out their faith and being able to tell them about the warmth and grace and direction and blessing they have felt from God through their faith, this sticks with kids and is the foundation for their adult faith. We need these mountaintop experiences of God, of faith, just like Jesus' disciples did. Why, though? Just for the sake of each child as an individual? No, but for the sake of the world. For the sake of people being sent into the world dedicated to Christ's way of living, dedicated to peace and love and equality and robust appreciation of other people and cultures and the larger life we live together, being in the presence of love and a holiness, and safety, and utter hope is truth. And it is faith's basis for a better way of living. No wonder people don't want to come down from that mountaintop, huh? But the feature of this biblical story of truth that is even more important today is that everyone, Jesus included, had to come down the mountain and back into real life in the real world. Stop for a moment, though, right now, and think about what Jesus and the disciples could see down below from the mountain that day. Most likely, outside of Jerusalem, they saw crosses. The Roman Empire used crosses to torture and murder people as threat to people to not resist the empire. The empire was a dictatorship run by Caesar. Empires kill dissidents who call out lies, who seek truth, who challenge unjust authority who demand equality and fairness for all. Right now, we are seeing crosses that another empire has placed in the ground in our world today. It is evil. War in Ukraine, promulgated by a madman desiring ultimate power and using profound lies as the basis for what he is doing, is torturing and murdering people, and uprooting people from homes in a country they love, and is ripping children from parents' arms, 
and is creating violence that changes people forever and rips hope out of souls. Even though we watch footage of this from the comforts of our homes here in Lakeville, Minnesota, or wherever you are right now, this is no movie or video game. This is real. These are our fellow humans. Listen to a few real quotes from people just in these first days of war and then put yourself in their shoes. We have to do this. We have to put ourselves in other people's shoes in order to stay human. This is from a writer in Ukraine. He said, I, I can no longer function. Just breaking down in tears. My city, my country, my people are so beautiful, friendly, peaceful. We are fighting and we'll keep fighting. But my beautiful country will never be the same. Nothing will ever be the same. This is from a reporter. An 80-year-old, 80, 80, an 80-year-old showed up to join the Ukrainian army, carrying with him a small case with two t-shirts, a pair of extra pants, a toothbrush, and a few sandwiches for lunch. He said he was doing it for his grandkids. And this from a Ukrainian citizen. Long story short, I just walked to Poland. It was a hellish 20-hour journey undertaken in the middle of winter with thousands of refugees. I saw some terrible things. Ukrainian army soldiers were stopping cars and buses and yanking out any man aged 18 to 60 to conscript into the Ukrainian army. In one place, a commissar was shouting, Say goodbye to your daughters, mothers, and girlfriends. You must turn back and fight the Russian invader. There were old women carrying rucksacks, hobbling along the shoulder. I asked one where she was going, and she said, Poland. She was going to walk the 80 kilometers, 50 miles, on her own. This was the longest and worst night of my life. I'm just speechless. We need Jesus' mountaintop today. Why? We need to be reminded of the truth of what is found there, that Jesus, the Messiah, is our Lord, and we are his disciples. Disciples don't just have faith. Disciples live as Jesus lived, and disciples live for the sake of the world, of real people like us who in other places have had the face of evil, of war, of violence and intentional pain and division thrust upon them. What will we do about it? Just sit here or complain about gas prices or say, 
it's not in my backyard, so it's not my problem. Or will we pray and speak out and fight for truth, for an end to violence, for harmony in our country and in the world, for an end to things and people that are seeking to divide us from each other or confuse us with conspiracies and lies. Today is the last Sunday of Black History Month. Last Saturday, one of my kids and I went to the Minnesota Gophers basketball game. They played Lift Every Voice and Sing, a gospel song often known as the Black National Anthem. It is a mountaintop song that we need, especially today and for the days to come. It is about harmony and an end to oppression. It is about recognizing old failures like slavery, that kind of violence, and committing to not repeat them. It is about liberty and joy, about love and peace, the same truth that Peter, James, and John understood on the mountaintop, the same truth of God we are called to seek and to know in our souls and to work for tirelessly, but also hopefully not just for our sakes, but for the sake of the world. We will sing this song at the end of our service in church on Sunday. But I want you to listen to the verse we heard last Saturday that just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. We heard it in the public square, right there in Williams Arena, a basketball arena, where some of the people of Minnesota gathered, who hopefully were empowered and edified for living our lives better and more faithfully together for the sake of everyone and of the world. Listen now. Amen. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies Of liberty Let our rejoice
And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.